You're listening to the Matt and Beth show. Oh, okay, hold on. So then, okay, 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 I believe God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. Grandmas are walking by and rolling their eyes at me and shaking their head, holding their purse to the other side because now somehow I became a criminal. Rude. Rude. You know, everybody keeps asking us about having guests on the show. Well, we don't know anybody yet. (laughs) Paul starts tying my shoes. I don't know what he's up to, but I know it's something and it's going to be disruptive. Just because you ask the question doesn't mean your faith isn't there. Go to our fans only page where I'm just wearing briefs and doing the show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Welcome to the Matt and Beth show. You can find them on the social media platforms and it's themattandbethshow.com. It is episode three. Please welcome Matt and the Beth. Okay, I thought it was just a question. That's what I thought too. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm new to the podcast world. I don't really know much about them, but everybody keeps saying, are you going to have guests? And at first I was like, yes, yeah, we'll have guests, but do like, we need guests. Is that like a thing? <laughs> like when your kid wakes up in the morning and you're like all snuggly and you, you know, giving them loves and they're like, where's dad? <laughs> Rude. But the bottom line is um, we only have two podcasts up so far and we don't really know anybody. So until we get to the point where we can invite guests that people would want to hear on the show, we're just, we don't have anybody to interview. So we're just going to interview each other. That's perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> it's time for the Wheel of Questions. Will you explain how this is going to go, Beth? We asked all of you, our listeners, to submit some questions that you would like to hear us answer on the show, and we have put them on a wheel. We're going to spin the wheel. How do you like the wheel, by the way? I love it. You did a really nice job. I made it out of cardboard. <laughs> you didn't know I could do it, did you? I love that you just like have craft time. Yeah. I'm just going to make a wheel. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So. <laughs> Every Wednesday. <laughs> craft. You could start your own craft <laughs> podcast. There's the people on YouTube that... Kids watch other kids doing crafts. Right. They just sit for hours watching people, other people do crafts. Do things, right. And that's like, why go do a craft. <laughs> right. Now that mean, you've learned it, this yes. is supposed to be for you to you're, learn it and do it. you're supposed to go do it, right. not watch 400 more videos. And then take a nap. That being said, not my children. I don't want them doing crafts. <laughs> I'm not the craft mom. No, we give them the iPad nah, for four nah. hours and tell them to watch them. <laughs> they can watch the videos. Ready? Okay, so you're going to spin the wheel, and we're going to we'll answer this first question together. By the way, the first question was parenting tips. Give them the iPad for four hours, and then <laughs> see how they are. Done. Ready. And we're going to spin the wheel. Let's get this thing going. It is cardboard. If it falls over, please pick it up. Ooh, there it goes. It's working. It's working. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, it stopped, though. Maybe a nice little bit wheel. loose. On, thank you. Uh, I uh, okay. <laughs> there it is. Okay. If I can read it from here. Mm-hmm. This one is from Destiny. Thank yeah. you, Destiny. Hi, Destiny. Destiny wants to oh, know Destiny. what is your most embarrassing moment? Uh, that comes up in a lot of the Q&As in most things in life. Don't we get sure. the embarrassing moment? And right. Maybe you and I have the same thing, which we don't really get embarrassed that easy. So the most embarrassing moment for some people might be like, oh my gosh, that time that I was on stage and I tripped. Is that yours? (laughs) Let's just list list all the times Beth has fallen. Surely she's embarrassed by that. Does that embarrass you when you fall in public? That was a little bit embarrassing. Really? Yeah. 
But not, but like a little bit. I'm not like, okay, I could laugh about it. Is there more embarrassing stories than you falling at church? I have, I would say my most embarrassing moment was a different fall. Okay. So it does fall. Yeah. But it was, it is falling. Yeah. It was um, not in the fall. Actually, it was. It's a turkey <laughs> trot in Manhattan, Kansas. Take us there. Maybe a year and a half ago. And it's a 5K. We decided last second, literally the night before we signed up for it, it was zero degrees. It was freezing cold. And I was running it with my husband, Sean, and his brother-in-law, Adam. We weren't running together. Like, they run way faster than I do. But it's a 5K through downtown. So picture, uh, you know, it's a small town, but it's still a cute downtown brick building area. You start in the heart of downtown, run through the city and come back. Well, I'm nearing the end of this 5K and I'm actually making really good time. So I don't know if the course was shorter or uh, it was really cold. And so I just was running faster. I don't know what was happening, but we're nearing the end and I am rounding the last corner headed in to downtown. And there were actually people there. Like, this is the street that people are cheering you on. It's like this tunnel that you're going to run through. Everybody wants to see the finish. And I look at my watch and I'm like, I've got one block left. I'm going to make my PR for a a 5k. I'm going to get my best time yet. And I could hear like the chariots of fire, like the da 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 right? I could hear it. I'm hearing that music as I'm rounding this corner into downtown and my foot hits a pothole and my, a turn my ankle and I didn't just fall onto the ground. I did a full on volleyball roll, a couple, couple rolls and I'm in the middle of the street. People are cheering and I go to stand up and maybe an 80-year-old man who's running behind me offers to help me up. That was like insult to injury, right? My ankle hurts. I've skinned my hands. I'm not going to get my PR. Hundreds of people have seen this and now this 80-some-year-old man and I was like, just go. So inspiring, that music, huh? Yes. Have you seen Chariots of Fire? Uh, Running movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of my all-time favorites. That's the first time anyone's ever said that, ever. <laughs> it's one of my all-time favorite stories. I mean, the movie takes a minute. It's a little bit slow at the beginning. What's but it about? Do you know? Okay, so yeah, it's about remember. Eric Liddell is the runner who's in it, who actually was a missionary for like 40 more years after this story. But he's running, um, you know, in the Olympics. But his race was scheduled on Sunday, and he just said, I won't do it because I won't run on a Sunday. Yeah. So here he is like at the biggest stage. There's other stories about him. Like, like he showed up to a race and didn't have his shoes or somebody stole his shoes or something. And he ran in like somebody else's two different shoes that he just found. Anyway, so I think that's him. I don't know. Here's the coolest thing I think about (laughs) Eric Liddell is again, he was a missionary. That was the goal was to become this missionary, but you know, he was using his, you know, he was running in his young years but his uh, fa- favorite quote of his is, I believe God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. Wow. And I love that. Like here he goes on to do amazing things like reaching people um, with the message of the gospel, you know, from the Bible. And he, I mean, he goes on to do some pretty amazing missions things. He knew that's what God had like called him to, but he also made me fast. And I just love that picture of like God 
being pleased with you using the gifts he's given you. So right? Cool. Yes, he was pleased at, with his missionary work too, but he's also like, have fun with this race thing. Right. This I gave you this gift to when fly. When I run, I feel his pleasure. That's like so cool. what am I doing that gives gives God pleasure? What are you doing? I don't know. Yeah, you do. I think just following him. But you do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 And by the way, there's gonna be an increase in chariots of fire. I know people are gonna download <laughs> <Netflix>. it. <laughs> So during this Q&A, what I'd like to do is I spin the wheel, Beth answers all the questions. <laughs> I know that's what you want to do, but we just said that we're going to spin the wheel, you're going to answer, we're both going to answer. So don't think we're not skipping past this embarrassing moments okay. question. So I've got a couple. One has to do with a wedding. Another has to do with church. Which one do you want to hear? <laughs> I actually think we could sit here and listen to this all day, so... Take your time, share them both. Okay. Share them both. So let me take you to the the church. In a pretty traditional church, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, there were pews and there were hymns. Yes. And Pastor okay. Faggy was doing his thing. He was our pastor for since my mom was a little kid. Forever. So we were at church on Sunday, and my brother and I, what we would do is we would just draw pictures in the hymn books and write each other funny jokes and try to make mm-hmm. each other laugh during church as my mom would be like, Matthew, knock it off. Right. And then back with a smile, looking up at the front of the church. Of course. Did your brother ever get in trouble or was it just you? She just Did she just know? My brother was so smart. He always did things that I thought he was going to think were so funny. So I was always trying to impress my older brother. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll do that. You didn't think it's funny. Well, he always got me in trouble. He was yeah. always a part of it. But then he he'd be like, dude, the, what are you doing? Mm-hmm, the puppet master. Right. So we're sitting in church. My mom is listening to the sermon, singing hymns. My brother and I are sitting there in the pews. And he says, give me your foot. So why do you want to see my foot? I want to show you how to tie your shoes. I'm going to need your other foot too. Oh, okay. Why well, do you need both of my feet? So now I'm sitting sideways in the pew, my feet up on it. So mom's already given the look. She's already mad, yeah. Matthew, stop it. Paul, knock it off. <laughs> and Paul starts tying my shoes. I don't know what he's up to, but I know it's something and it's, it's going to be disruptive. <laughs> so we're going up for communion. And at this point, we must have got to church late because we were in the back. And usually my mom likes to sit in the very front. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in the very far back. And so uh, my brother, he's tying my shoes together. (laughs) (laughs) So the front goes, they keep going, going, lined up communion. People at the very front. You walk up to the front to get your communion. And you get down (laughs) on your knee and, you know, whatever, knees and you, you do your communion. So the entire full front of the church, old school church, stained glass windows. Yeah. Choir. Choir. No choir. No choir. Organs. Organs. Not the state, the instrument. (laughs) So, uh, or internal. So my brother ties my shoelaces together. We get to ours. So people are still walking back to their seats, still packed up front. And I come out and I'm standing in that aisle like (laughs) it's a runway. And everybody's watching to laugh, and I'm ready to perform. <laughs> this is your moment. This is my moment. And this my mom. This is your rounding the corner into downtown moment. This is my ticket out. People are cheering. Right. <laughs> I'm like, stay back there, old man. I'm getting my PR. <laughs> so then I stand up and I start hopping oh down the aisles. Yeah, old oh. church, echoing. <laughs> old people everywhere. <laughs> Real wine for communion. 
So uh, I'm hopping up the front. My mom's in front of me. So my brother's behind me. She has it. no idea. Yeah. Oh, so then no. all you hear that church sound like a couple giggles here and there. <laughs> Some gas. <laughs> Pastor Faggy just eyeballing me the whole way. Like, and I'm smiling and I'm hopping, bunny hopping to Look the front. How funny this yeah, is. yeah. And keep in mind, I'm about 10, so this is way too old to be doing this. Uh-huh. And my brother, he's laughing and cracking up and going, Why is he doing this? What's he doing? The guy needs so much attention. He's hopping around in church with his shoes tied together. So he's acting like he's got nothing to do with it. I get up to the front. It's not funny. No one's laughing at all. The old guy who is giving out the uh, communion looks down at me, probably 80, reaches down to the ground to help me by untying my shoes, and he can't quite get to them. So now he's bent over, and he's standing there trying to get my shoes. My mom turns around, and she sees it. Everybody's looking at her and just white-faced. Matthew! But when I got in that car, oh, <laughs> Be honest though. Is this embarrassing for you or is that your mom's embarrassing? Oh, it's awesome. My mom was embarrassed. I'm still not embarrassed by it. We want to know what has embarrassed you. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, nothing. <laughs> no, but for real. Okay. So here's here's one that was embarrassing. Uh Brian Jones, I'll take you back to this story, is a guy I knew in high school, and one of those that you just knew of as acquaintance. Pass by, maybe sit at the same table at lunch, see each other at the same parties. He came to my wedding and he showed up. He was there with a buddy, like a plus one. He just went with this guy, a friend of mine. And so it was good seeing Brian. Brian shows up. All these people from Seattle come into my wedding and in Lincoln. And this dude just stepped up and helped me with so many different things. He was like my bridesmaid, maid of honor. Best man, groomsman. but he wasn't my groomsman. He was just a dude. So, but we had this really strong connection when he, during my wedding, he was yeah. here, made the strong connection. Cool. A few years later, he's in Seattle. He's getting married. So he asked me to be one of his groomsmen and I'm like, Oh, this is so great. So go back to Washington, see a bunch of high school buddies. We're all grooms. I mean, we're just hanging out. It's the night before the wedding. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't really want to do anything. I'm not feeling too hot. Just kind of was feeling under the weather. And wake up the next day and I'm like, oh, this is on. You know, when you know you're sick and you're like, I'm going to do anything I can mentally, physically. I'm going to eat the stuff that I need to be eating, crackers. I'm going to rest longer. I'm going to, I'm going to try to throw up. I just wasn't feeling right. And I knew as the day continued (gasps) that it was getting worse and worse. And as we're going out to lunch, I'm like, man, I just don't want to eat anything. I'm trying to eat. It's kind of out of it. Start feeling sweaty. The sun starts to set. We're getting ready to go in there. We're getting dressed, getting dressed. I was like... I'm not good. I'm just, I'm not good. Something's wrong. So we get dressed and we go and it's one of the oldest buildings in Seattle. So it was a, it was a, uh, the tallest skyscraper until they started making skyscrapers. Ah, so it's like this old cool. 1900s, but it's beautiful. It's got a view. Uh, I was on the top floor. It's just gorgeous overlooking Seattle, downtown Seattle. And so the wedding's there. It's got windows all around the place. Small wedding, probably 70 people maybe. And I'm up there and I'm standing behind Brian, with the other five guys. Five girls, six girls on the other side. They're doing their vows, and I could get the, I get the, I get the shakes, you know. And I'm like, oh man, oh man, I'm no, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. So I take off running, and I leave, and the door's like five feet away, and it's open, and then it goes down a stairway where there's those metal stairs that you can hear when you're running Uh down, dig it, dig it, dig it, like a fire escape, Uh dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. You can hear my going all the way down. Oh, luckily the bathroom is right underneath where the wedding is, Uh and I hit that toilet. Oh no! And I threw up probably worse than I ever had in my life. So they're hearing this during the vows. 
<laughs> Carrie's upstairs and she's like, oh my gosh. She was like, you could hear everything. You could hear everything. everything. You crying. <laughs> <laughs> calling, you yelling at my name. Mommy. <laughs> mommy. Mommy. Ooh. Ooh, mom. <laughs> Carrie, hold my hair back. I do. <laughs> so then you get back to the wedding. Everybody thinks you're drunk and everybody thinks what you're hung over. You, did you walk back up in line? I got back up just... and I stood there and every, it was so, it was like, everybody was so disappointed in me. They didn't assume good motives. They didn't they think didn't. that I had the flu. He made bad choices. They were like, that guy has a hangover from yesterday. He probably mm -hmm. drank too much today. Like he can't grandma, even be here for his best friend. Right. <laughs> grandmas are walking by and rolling their eyes at me and shaking, shaking their it. head, holding their purse to the other side because now somehow I became a criminal. <laughs> he, if he does that, he's probably going to steal my wallet. Carrie didn't even talk to me the rest of the night. She was so embarrassed. Spin that wheel. Watch it go around and round and then it stops. And then you got to answer the question. On the wheel of questions. <laughs> Thank you for keeping us entertained while the wheel spins. stops. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. it was a question that was asked, so I'm not going to okay. go, oh, as no. I just did. Be nice about it. Right. Uh, favorite soda easy. or pop? Easy. Diet Coke. Diet Mountain Dew. Easy. Every day. Right now. How many do you have over there? I oh. see three Diet Mountain Dew cans right Don't now. Don't you judge it's me. It's not a judge. It's there's. It's a judgment-free zone, but I did want everybody to know there's three cans right now. I'm sorry. Is it freedom okay. here in condiment nation? It's not. I have two, I have two different coffees. I'm double fist in the coffee. Yeah, and I'm not over here judging you. No. How's that Diet Mountain Dew tasting for you? Here's what I want to say about Diet Mountain Dew and other <laughs> pops, because I have had a Diet Coke and I've experienced the same thing. I believe. Okay. That much like other products that they're backing up, saying maybe we should cut our costs here and there and wherever we can that maybe yes. nobody will notice. Mm -hmm. I would assume that most places maybe get a smaller piece of chicken. Maybe just save a couple cents. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the mass amount of food that they're producing, it saves tons of money. So how much is CO2? Because canned pop does not have as much fizz as it used to. It's not a joke. Oh, you think your pop, like the, the recipe has changed? Or they've backed off the less... CO2. Uh... I'm not, and I'm not, I'm totally, I'm being 100% serious. And this is not yeah. just a six pack or 12 pack or whatever I got that was wrong. Every pop that I've had since COVID, mm -hmm. I can't taste. <gasps> Wait a minute, maybe it's COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a pop thing. No, you but I think that they've way. pulled out on the, uh, the carbonation. But do they have to tell anybody that if they do? Well, here's what's interesting to me because I, I looked this up because I have, I noticed it with Diet Mountain Dew. I haven't noticed it with Diet Coke, but I have had a Diet Mountain Dew recently and been like, is this hmm. just not how I remember it? Right. But back in 2020, when there was like, you know, gas, like we were worried about gas, like not having enough gasoline for our cars yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the things, the production of it, that the cost in the bubbles was going up. And so either pop prices were going to have to skyrocket or beer, you know, anything carbonated, right. or they were going to have to start pulling it back. And so here's my theory on that, Matt, is pop prices are out the roof. And so now are we seeing three years later, people, you know, the people at Coke and Pepsi being like, 
people aren't buying as much soda, which I'm not. Right. If it's right. if it's $8.99, I am not buying that 12 Absolutely. pack. I will f- drink water. I spent $7.99 yeah. on a 12 pack the other day at a gas station. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that's just too much. I don't want to talk about it. So now are people not buying as much? And so now are they going, ah, we can lower the price if we pull back on the carbonation. But then are people going to buy it because does it taste as good? Or did they pull back on it's the carbonation also and then they just up the charge? Because both, when did these both when did these cans? So here's what May 22 of 23. So these pops, I don't know when they make them, a year, two years earlier. When did when was this made if it expires May 23? That's what I'm wondering. It, if it was, was made, made in the last three years. I mean, that's it's what been I mean, since though. COVID for sure. So was it made in that 2020 time when they were like, we need to figure something out. Bubbles are high. Carbonation is expensive. CO2, we got to back off on it. What are we going to do, John? Take that thing from a 10 down to a five. Sounds good. Will it affect the flavor? No. Nah. Ah, ooh, it does. Oh. Well, we got a whole bunch of cases of these. Let's get rid of them. So do you think there's hope? <sighs> there's always hope. There's always hope. So you're, you think there's a, if, could we start a movement? Bring bubbles back. Bring bubbles back. Bring bubbles back. Because that's why I drink Bring it, is for the burn, right? <laughs> Faye calls it spicy. Yeah. This drink is spicy. <laughs> it is. Not anymore. <laughs> the wheel is spinning. Yes, it is. There's another question that we have to answer. Here it is. Oh! Oh! This is coming from Rudy. What up, Rudy? Rudy. 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 So Rudy wants to know why a podcast? Why are we starting a podcast? Why are we doing a podcast? That's a good question, man. That's a good question. And why this podcast? Yeah. You can do a podcast on anything. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you want to answer? No, I want you to answer. Okay. Uh, let me just go from the heart, not really think about much, just go to it. <laughs> okay. So why this? Because I just need I need attention. What's your answer? Because <laughs> you had a mic. <laughs> if there's not a microphone in my life, then I just scream on street corners and it's not that cool. So here's why this podcast. Here's why I think this is important. Is it um so we did a radio show together for eight months on a station that just turned on a friend of mine that had a vision 10 years ago to turn on this Christian-based station for young people and how it all correlated and turned into what it turned into and timing and, and Beth and me being available and waking up and doing a morning show. I think that the first time we stepped in the studio together, I knew this was something we were supposed to be doing and supposed to be doing together. Yeah. So, you know, in a lot in the past, I've gone like, oh, podcast, 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 podcast. It takes a little bit to get things going. Then you mm-hmm. got to be consistent. It's a marathon. Yeah. But I'm ready to do this marathon with you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would be with anyone else because I know that from that last eight months, there was something that was happening, something that was building up to a point. If for it to end the way that it did, I knew that we were supposed to push on. Yeah. Even though like nobody's opening a door and saying, come in and do a radio show, we need to create something because of that community that we were building. And I think that we were, I, I just think that we were in a place that we're supposed to be and we're supposed to continue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I agree. I I had never done anything like this, never done podcasting, never done radio. And it was such a unique opportunity that 
we kind of just stepped in not knowing what was in front of us. And what we found was a community was being built of people who need a safe space to ask questions, who maybe are new-ish to their faith or even unsure of where they're at and where they believe. But, you know, we have had the experience of being able to just be real and talk about things that everybody isn't always willing to talk about. And so to me, what we did on the radio was we had fun and we reminded people that it's good to laugh. It's good to have fun together, but also that God is real and he's in everyday Mm -hmm. things, right? We can, we can laugh and we can joke around, but the truth is like, God's always here and he's real. And he's not just some stuffy guy that's sitting, you know, in a church with pews that, you know, you walk up and take communion from 80 year old. (laughs) Sweet 80-year-old men who can't bend down to tie your shoes. Um, But to me, it was so much about the community that we were building. And I believe people need to hear that God is real. He's with you. But he's also like, he's not some crazy far off king sitting on a throne that is just looking down waiting to squash us. Like he's real and he wants us to enjoy life together. And so we're just continuing forward, not knowing what the future holds. But we just want, if we feel like God gave us a gift and we're just going to keep moving forward. Not like he gave us his gift of podcasting. You know what I'm saying? Like he gave us the gift of a season of time where we had um, some community that was building and people were growing in their relationships and in their faith and all those things. And so we're just going to keep moving forward until he stops us. Okay. This question's not on the wheel, Beth, but I do want to ask you. Okay. As we decorate the studio and we put plants in here and we put posters on the wall from high school. Oh, we're doing that? Oh, is that what we're doing? Okay. Okay. Uh, So the decorations, there's a vibe that's supposed to be going on in here. I don't know what that is. We'll get there. The girls want to decorate the room. Do you know that? Your daughter, my daughter? Right. And so they're talking to me like, oh, is that really what you're thinking? Oh. Okay, that's not what we had in mind. And I'm like, not your daughter, mine. Uh, <laughs> but so here, I don't know what it's going to be, and I'm not going to force it, nor am I going to go give my 15-year-old daughter a bunch of money to go buy stuff at a store mm-hmm. to go decorate a room. Okay, yeah. But here's one thing. I was on the hunt. I want a space for you that's Beth's space, where Beth sits down and feels creative. And whatever it takes for you to get to that place, I want okay. that spot that you're sitting in to be your area, your little nest. So I was looking for chairs on Facebook Market, which, by the way, Facebook Market, slightly obsessed with you. <laughs> well, I can probably buy that same chair at Target for the same cost, but that's no, no fun because it refreshes all the time, so I keep going back. Mm-hmm. All right. So I find this chair, and I'm like, perfect, this gray chair, and it's got an ottoman, it's 50 bucks. Yeah. So I said, sold, lady. And she said, yeah, you can come get it. I said, cool, after work. I'll be there about 6.30. She said, cool. And so about 6 o'clock, she wrote, by the way, it's first come, first serve. So I wrote to her and said, is it still there? She said, no, sorry, you missed it. I don't know if that's right on Facebook Market. I think I'm going to report you. Therefore, I did. Uh, but... <laughs> I like to be disruptive. So here's the other thing. So so I'm, I'm a little bit down thinking that that was supposed to be the chair. But like most things in life, if it's not mine, it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. So I move on. Okay. All of a sudden, 25 bucks pops up and an orange chair. I thought, is Beth going to like this one? Is it going to be comfortable enough? 
Screw it. Let's take the chance. 25 bucks. 25 let's do this. Bucks. Went and picked yeah. it up, brought it home. It sits here now. I've told all cats, this is not their chair. Good. You good. stay Thank off of this. For that. They you. love orange. So I've had to push them away from it many times. Mm -hmm. As you sit in your new chair today, looking so comfortable, looking like you're a professional podcaster. Oh, right. How does it feel? And be honest with me. I will be honest with you. It feels good. Okay. Okay. And I'll tell you all the reasons why. First of all, the orange is just so cute next to this gorgeous ZZ plant that you guys bought It's called for a me. ZZ plant? Well, people call it a ZZ plant because the long, I don't know, does this have the actual full name? Is like plant. Plant. Yeah. So people just call it ZZ. So does that feel good by you? It feels so okay. good. It's so gorgeous green next to mm -hmm. the orange chair. Mm -hmm. Here's what I love about the chair. First of all, there was, um, what was in here before? It was, was it a couch? Yeah, it was one of those uh, pass out couches, lazy couches, nap couches. Yeah, where it's like like three pieces, yeah. no arms. Yeah. And it sat really Real low, to the, low to the ground. And so I didn't feel like I could lean back or I was basically lying down, right. which felt weird. <laughs> Although maybe that's what therapy feels like. I don't know. So, but I wasn't here for therapy. I was here for podcasting. So that felt weird. And, but I'm not very tall. I'm five, four. So a lot of chairs, my feet either dangle or if I want to cross my legs, I have to, you know, be on my tiptoes, mm. the foot that's on the ground to make it comfortable. This chair was basically built for somebody my size, yeah. for me. This chair was built for was you. Was built for me. It's been waiting. Like it has arms. The back isn't tall you know sean probably can't sit here because mm -mm. it would go to his the small of his back oh i've got a different chair for him okay okay but it doesn't sometimes the tall chairs make me hunch forward because they hit at a weird they hit at my head yes. not where they're yes. supposed to hit so not only is it cute next to this gorgeous plant it is the absolute perfect height for me and for 25 dollars, that was the best deal of the year how does it feel comfortable yeah a little off it is just the right amount of soft and firm firm at the same time okay okay like i shouldn't plop down in it it's not soft like that but it's you know i'm getting a little old so <laughs> i appreciate the support <laughs> there's a cane right next to it too if you can get up Ooh, i'm glad so, you like your chair thank you for the chair it looks great in here and it fits perfectly sean sending you love text or what what are you smiling over there with your phone I just got the best text and it was, hey Beth, friendly reminder, your Trinity chiropractic appointment at three o'clock today. Uh, Here's two reasons relief. I love this text. First of all, I didn't schedule the appointment. My Ooh, husband scheduled that nice. for me. Number two, the thought of going and getting adjusted uh, this afternoon is so refreshing. I just, I can't stop smiling. Check out Dr. Bo and his entire staff, Trinity Chiropractic, trinitychiro.com at 31st and O Street in Lincoln. Look at that wheel spin round and round. It's time for another question. <laughs> what if one of my pet peeves was people making up songs? Well, you're going to be really annoyed. <laughs> Get used to it. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Okay. All this right. is a good one. This one, and this one is for you, Matt. It's yes, directed to yes, you, Matt. Yes, yes. So your your faith journey, your real faith, actual relationship with God, really began uh, what three and a half, almost four years ago. Right. Yeah. And so the question is, what has changed in your life in those these last Man. few years since beginning this faith journey? What has changed in your life? Ooh, that's a big one. 
Um, and not to over dramatize it. It's just, I'm going to be for real here, but everything has. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that everything that I loved has changed to something else. Now, everything that I've loved has become better and I've learned how to love it more. And that includes myself, you know, in, yeah. in the way that I'm talking to myself and the way that I'm talking with my family, the patience that I have, the, uh, the balance that I want to create in my life versus I'm insecure because this is what my worth is based upon is my work. So I'm just going to grind until I can't grind anymore. There's a balance that I've learned. There's friendships that I've learned that, that uh, are on a brand new level of depth because you know, you go somewhere like a soccer game and there's a bunch of soccer fans. Well, you're already surrounded by a bunch of people who love the same sport as you. When you walk into a group of our friends community into our church, we've got something that's bigger than anything that we have in common. So I think my friendships have become so much deeper and so much greater and so much more supportive, so much healthier. Um, I'm, I don't drink anymore. I'm sober. I've been yeah. sober for almost four years now. That's awesome. And my family and I, the way that we communicate, the way that we've, we just have this different level of depth uh, of hope, of joy. And, and I know these words are used as cliche and you don't really know what they mean until they happen. You don't know what they mean until they're replacing the parts of you that you want to go away, like the guilt, the shame, the whatever else that is that you're feeling that just eats at you on a day to day. And it sits there and it contaminates and it's toxic. And there is a way to get rid of that. And it's replace it with other things that God provides, like joy, like peace, yeah. like hope. That's what I'm, I'm filled with now. And if I were to tell you, yeah, that's what it felt like I was filled with before, but it wasn't consistent Mm -hmm. and it could fall apart at any time. Yeah. But now that consistency, that day to day, I still have my struggles, but I work on them in a different way. I don't go get a drink when I'm frustrated. I pray. Yeah. Things have changed and and I see it more and more, more and more every single day, but I become more and more of the person that I really want to be. Well, and I, I would just say, Matt, too, that just being an outsider looking in, right? Having kind of a front row seat to the last three years, you know, you, you just kind of, you just said, I'm all in, Mm -hmm. right? Your, your faith, that's how you know it's real is that it's a constantly growing thing and that you're learning something new every day. And, and for, you know, for a lot of people, their faith is like you talked about as a kid growing up and you just go to church on Sunday and you mess around and then mom gets mad and then you (laughs) go home and have, you know, roast for dinner. I want a bunch of rude kids. Who does that? <laughs> but, you know, this is how we know that it's real, Matt, is because when you say everything has changed, it's because everything has changed because you see things through a different lens. Mm. Your eyes are open to different things and it's, be, but you get to that point you because you were all in, because you gave it everything and you didn't hold anything back. Mm. And so that, I just encourage people, if you're like on this journey of faith and you're like, oh, that's never really worked for me, like go all in lean into actual relationships and the people that you're surrounding yourself with people at church or in a faith community, surround yourself with those people and go all in and watch how God changes everything. And if you are someone who is battling an addiction, there's not a whole lot that's better than a group of people that are there to support you that aren't drinking that you guys, I mean, without, without the community that you guys have been to me, I wouldn't be sober. I wouldn't, yeah. I just wouldn't. Yeah. And you know, everything with my family and how, how we've just, we've, I don't know, we've been so blessed and I look at it now and I get a little emotional too. Cause there's so much goodness that's happened over these last four years from something that was so horrible. I need some good news, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. Your wrap up is brought to you by Trendy Chiropractic. Here's Beth with your wrap up. 
I love listening to my kids ask Alexa questions. It's just so funny. Faye's five years old and she'll randomly, Alexa, what time is it? Like you have nowhere to be today. I'm not really sure. I think you just like asking Alexa questions. Well, I'm here to say today that God loves, he delights in answering our questions. So there's a man in the Bible, his name is David, and it says that David was a man after God's own heart, meaning he was really, really close to God. He would spend a lot of time singing songs. He wrote lots of music. The king called him into his palace to play the harp and sing songs for him when his brain, when his mind was tormented. So here's a guy that was really, really close to God, and yet he still asks questions like this. Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will my enemy triumph over me? So here it says he's a man after God's own heart. He's so close to God, as close as you could get. And yet he still asks these questions. And I believe that our journey of faith is just that. It's a journey. And as we grow in our walk with God, we can ask these questions and we learn and we grow from them. We read God's word. We talk to people that we trust and ask them, why are these kinds of things happening? What does God feel about this? But as we grow, I believe we get to the point other questions that David asked is, if God is for me, who can be against me? Whom shall I fear and of whom shall I be afraid? So as you get to know God, as you ask those questions, you get to know him at a deeper level. Just because you ask the question doesn't mean your faith isn't there. But God is there. He delights in answering them and he wants to get you to that point where you can go, God is for me, who can be against me? Of whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? I'm Beth. And that's your wrap up. I need some good.